Hello, college students, and welcome to the College Solvers Podcast. I'm Houston. And I'm Luis Urbano. And who are you? I'm the co-host tonight. <laughs> oh, so someone's driving the ship today, huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks for joining, Luis. And today we're going to be talking about something kind of fun. And actually, you might have some good insights on this one, yeah? We're going to be talking about side gigs, good side gigs. When you're in college and you want to make money, here are some things to consider. So, Luis, I'm going to pose the question to you. When you were in college, did you have a side gig? I think we all try to have some of those side gigs too, and it, and it works out if you really think about it. Yeah, I will say I had several. I had a lot. I did a lot of different things in college, right? Being a professor, I have a lot of students who are doing a lot of different things. Like when I talk to some of my students and they're telling me what they're doing, I'm like, what? What? Really? Oh, if I had known that, wow, maybe I could have made a whole bunch of money back when I was in, you know, a lot of them become brand ambassadors. A lot of them are doing TikTok videos. A lot of them are doing, you know, this, that, like, it, I mean, there's so much that some that different ones are doing. So I, I mean, today, I think it's a good idea for us to kind of go over some, some good options that people can look at. So, you know, what it comes to the top of your mind, Luis, when you think side gigs? Well, let me start with the one that I kind of stumbled across. I wasn't planning on it being a side gig, but it kind of became not not for as long as I think I would have wanted to. But definitely, if there's something that you want to do, then it, there's probably you know some money out there for you. And that is actually buying and selling textbooks. So yeah. I actually came across this because the first math class that I took, I still remember college algebra. There was this one book that. I went ahead and bought online. You can go on eBay. That's where I actually bought mine. And I couldn't believe how much people were selling that book for and how much I had actually bought it on eBay. So when I went through and sold it, I went and looked at how much the school bookstore was selling it for. And so I just priced it $15, $20 less than that because at the end of the day, there's people that are going to be buying it at the bookstore. And if you could sell it cheaper to them, not only are you making money, but you're also helping them say money, right? Uh, because maybe they need the book right away. Well, guess what? You might already have the book ordered. <laughs> if you get ahead of yourself, if you know when people are starting to look for books, right? When books are first available at the bookstore, the list uh, of books that people are going to need, you can get ahead of, of them, look at the books that they'll be needing or you know, be there the first day to figure out what books most classes are going to be needing and look for those books that are actually going to be used by multiple classes because if you have a book like that, chances are that someone is going to buy it from you. And depending how much you buy it for online, I'm not saying go and get it if it's just like $10 cheaper than it is at the bookstore because you won't be making much. But there are a lot of books out there that are priced that I want to say at least $20 cheaper than they are at the bookstore, especially if someone is using an older book because bookstores are still going to sell it to you for much more than what you're going to get it online. Oh, 100%. I I can't even I can't even begin to agree. You know, and I have <laughs> I have some students who actually did that, but they also went as far as to do supplies too. Like I have one who did like um chemistry lab supplies for like chem classes. Like there are certain programs like if you know, you can get it because again, the bookstore and the actual vendors may sell it for more. But if you wind up, and I don't know how they did this, but they were able to secure it through wholesale. Uh, and 
by doing that, they were able to then sell. I was like, where did you get that upfront capital? And they're like, oh, I borrowed from my parents. And I was like, oh, okay. But then they made like a few thousand dollars. Like, I don't know how they did it, but like those kinds of things really do work. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy. So really that's a great option. I think the textbook thing is good. Did you actually do that? I actually did. When I found out like how much difference in price there was between buying it on eBay versus at the bookstore, there was one seller that had, I don't know how many of those math textbooks. I was just going through them. And so, you know, at most, maybe I made around $20, $30 per textbook, but it adds up, right? And I didn't do it for too long. I mean, I probably only sold like four books, but if anyone else would have done it for longer, I mean, that was a book that was used for a couple of years, even after that. Yeah. You could have made a lot, especially if you can find those contacts. If you tell the the students that buy from you, if you tell them like, hey, if you know anyone else in that class who needs the book, <laughs> let them know that I can get it for them for cheaper, then you'll have a lot of people buying from you. Because when I put my ads and I have to say, when I put <laughs> my ad postings for that, it was actually on Craigslist of all places. But keep in mind, right, this was back in like 2010, right, when people were using Craigslist, I think a little more than they are now. And that's how I got my buyers, right? But I'm sure nowadays you could probably put them on like Facebook Marketplace and there's probably a bunch of other places where you can list anything at and you'll find college students there. But yeah, like I said, look at all that they offer at the bookstore and see how much you could sell it for. And you're right, if there's supplies there at the bookstore as well, see if you can maybe sell them for cheaper and you know, kind of do it that way as well. And you could even buy used textbooks if you find good deals on them and maybe make like five, $10 too, right? You're helping another college student uh, sell their, you know, used textbook. And then you're helping another one pay less than they are paying at the bookstore. So that's another option right there. But that one is going to require you to, you know, make sure that you're actually going to make something off it before <laughs> buying the the used book. Right. Well, and I think that kind of turns to the next thought that I want to share with everybody, the next gig that might be an interesting one. You know, we talk about supplies, we talk about textbooks, but there's also the tutoring services, right? So a Mm -hmm. lot of, a lot of college students, they can, they can become great tutors. And I, and I'm speaking to you music uh, majors and math majors and general or general ed majors, or even if you aren't, but you're good in one of those topics, you should consider tutoring because there are parents that will pay as a parent myself, they'll pay, you know, 20 to $50 an hour to, for you to go and tutor their kid in something, right? A topic. If you're music, oh my gosh, you can get regular students. You can get regular students on any of them, but get them to be able to, you know, you leverage what you do and teach some basic fundamental aspects of knowledge that you have, or even advanced and you can charge more if it's advanced, but really creating a, a, a pipeline, if you will, of income through students that you could have. I mean, and it's not like you're working late into the night. It's not like, you know, you get to set your schedule with that. As long as you work it with the parents and the student that you have, you have that ability and it could be other college students. It could be high school students, middle school students, doesn't matter. You have that option too. So that's a good side gig that a lot could leverage from too. So here's another one that I'm sure everyone knows someone who does this too. And that's taking into consideration a ride sharing app, right? Uber, Lyft, we know all those too. And you could limit your schedule, but not just that too, right? But if you're not, if you're someone who 
maybe could care less about going to parties and and all that, then you could really make a lot of money Friday and Saturdays, right? When you have a lot of you know college students going out to parties and whatnot, especially if you live in a bigger city too, then there's even much more opportunities for you. But for some of you who might not be aware of it too, if there is a big event going on near your city, if there are a lot of parties and a lot of students are going there, prices go up, you get more money, you get extra bonuses, more incentives from these ride sharing apps that you could make a lot of money in just Friday, Saturday, maybe some of Sunday, and then the rest of the week, not actually even bother doing it too. Unless, of course, you want to get extra money, but all the money is usually on Friday and Saturdays. So definitely an easier one, especially, of course, if you have a car already and it works fine, then it's one to consider too. And even though there, you know, gas prices have kind of been all over the place <laughs> recently, it still makes sense for you to be able to do that while having a job that is easy. I think if you, you know, don't mind driving for a bit. Yeah, that is one. And I think that there are some other things that you could wind up doing around that too. I mean, like Uber Eats and delivering food, mm. like food running and whatnot. That's a, also a good one. Yeah, that's one that you can combine with that as well. There is another one too. You could also become an Amazon independent contractor delivering packages for them. I mean, we all know an Amazon distribution center that's probably close to us. At this point, they've been building them all over the place. And the neat thing with that is that you can also set your own schedule. I mean, they do have different shifts to choose from. But if you decide, I don't want to do this, but then come back to it a year later, then you could do so. So there is that flexibility of you being able to, to do that. And generally what they pay is pretty decent. And, you know, sometimes you might get just a couple of packages, not so much, and they still pay you, whether it's a two hour, four hour flat payment, whether it only takes you one or two hours to deliver. So you end up making a lot more if you get into that and you can actually deliver um, at a reasonable speed. Yeah, no, Amazon is a good one. Amazon is a good one. And, you know, there's a lot of... Um... I, a, a lot of subcontractors to like Amazon and whatnot that are doing deliveries and whatnot. I mean, there's, there's so many things you could do. I mean, there really is, or, you know, we talked about this on an, on another episode where it was, um, you know, look at some of the small businesses around, see what kind of help you can give them. And also the other thing is this all builds into what? Professional career development. Yeah. Career development, professional experience. So some things to really consider when you're doing this, but no, I think these were some, some good ideas. We'd love your thoughts, you know, please add some comments to, to our socials, you know, follow us on social media if you're not already and let us know what you think. Let us know any gigs that you guys are doing and share with some others, because we would love to maybe revisit this topic in the future and talk about some more gigs and see what people are, you know, doing and, you know, the creative ways that people are affording, you know, uh, a college at this point. So I, I, I look forward to hearing that, but thank you, Luis, for, for those insights. Thank you everybody. And we look forward to seeing you on the next College Solvers podcast. Bye.